the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family, and good morning to our guests and friends and perhaps family members who have joined us together, at least so that we can worship the Lord in this uh, time in which we live, and from this space, People's Baptist Church Sanctuary. We thank God for each of you and pray that you've had a good week and that you experience the blessings of our God. And we have come together today to worship and to praise him for all that he has done. And we know that when we come together, he has promised that he would be in our midst to hear us and to respond to us as we call out to him. This morning, the title of the message is How God Speaks to Us. How God Speaks to Us. As Christians, it is important that we hear from God. We speak to him in prayer often, but do we hear him speaking to us? as we speak to him. If we don't ever hear from God, we ought to question whether we really know him. The Bible is full of examples of God speaking to his people. In fact, if God didn't speak to people, we wouldn't have a Bible. In the Bible, God uses many different ways to communicate with us as people. He can choose any way he wants to communicate with us. He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. He spoke to Jacob through an angel. He spoke to the Israelites through Moses and through a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He spoke to a man named Balaam through a donkey. Job 33 in verse 14 says, God speaks in different ways, and we don't always recognize his voice. God is not limited to any single way of speaking to us. Today I want to look at five of the ways that God speaks to us. First, God speaks to us through the Bible, the scriptures. 
This is the number one way that God speaks to us, his children, through his word. The Bible is the revelation of the mind and the will of God to his children. No other book offers what the Bible offers. It offers salvation to the lost, forgiveness to the guilty, peace to the perplexed, comfort to the bereaved, help to the helpless, hope to the despairing, joy to the sad, and strength to the weak. It was John Wesley, the founder of Methodism and the leader of the 18th century revival in Britain, who said, I'm a creature of a day. I'm a spirit come from God and returning to God. I want to know one thing, the way to heaven. God himself has condescended to teach me the way. He has written it down in a book. Oh, give me that book. At any price, give me that book of God. Let me be a man of one book. Everything we need for life is given us in the Bible. As Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, everything in the scriptures is God's word. All of it is useful for teaching and helping people and for correcting them and showing them how to live. That's from the contemporary English version. So the question is, why did God give us the Bible? We could find four reasons for that. To teach us, to help us, to correct us, and to show us how to live. Everything in the scriptures is God's word, says Paul, and it is 100% reliable and useful. God never shuts his mouth until you shut this book. That is why a daily time with God is so important. Even if it's just five minutes, read a passage of scripture or a few verses of scripture. Talk to God in prayer. Give him your undivided attention and he will speak to you. The psalmist says in Psalm 119 verse 105, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. We could say it is a flashlight for life. It is not a high-intensity beam that's going to show you the next three years of your life. God is never going to show you that because it would scare you to death. (laughs) Nobody knows the future but God, and God is not going to share the future with us because he wants us to walk by faith in him day by day. But now when you have a flashlight, it doesn't show way far ahead. It shows you the next step. The word of God, the scriptures, is God's flashlight for life. You take one step and then another and another. He gives just enough light for each day. In seminary, I was introduced to a doctrine called the sufficiency of Scripture. It means that God has already given us in the Scriptures a full and complete revelation of himself, and we need no further 
revelation. All we need is divine illumination of what he has already given us in his word. Whatever the circumstances may demand, whatever the situation may require, the Bible has the answer, the solution, the explanation. It corrects us when we are wrong. It refreshes us when we are tired. It humbles us when we are proud. It challenges us when we are indifferent. It directs us when we are confused. calms us when we are troubled. motivates us when we are discouraged and comforts us when we are dying. So I implore you, my brothers and sisters, accept it fully, believe it entirely, study it thoroughly, value it highly, search it diligently, read it enthusiastically, interpret it carefully, share it lovingly, obey it wholeheartedly, and above all, practice it daily. There is absolutely nothing like the word of God to the Christian. Never be ashamed of it. It is our firm foundation. It is God's primary means of communicating uh, with his children. But secondly, God speaks to us through pastors and teachers. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So how do you know if when somebody is speaking, they have the gift from God to be a teacher of his word. You know, in a moment when it comes to you in such a way, or the message comes to you in such a way, that you know that God is speaking directly to you. It's like they're just focused directly on you and on your situation. You know what I'm speaking about? I've had people come to me many, many times to say, Pastor, you were speaking directly to me. That uh, I don't know how you knew what was happening in my life, but you were speaking directly to my situation. And I said, thank you so much, but that's the Holy Spirit that is working in order to minister to, to your particular need. So you can know it in that moment that God is saying something directly to you through a preacher or through a teacher. That's my prayer each week, that those of you listening to me would hear God's voice through me. As Romans 12, 6 tells us, it says, God in his kindness gave each of us different gifts. If your gift is speaking about what God has revealed Make sure what you say agrees with the Christian faith. If someone has a gift of teaching or preaching, what that person is saying is going to agree with God's word. I don't care how convincing someone is. 
I don't care how much emotion they can generate. If they are not agreeing with what the Bible says, it is not the gift of teaching and it does not come from God. I'm not talking about the ability to give a speech, a good speech, or tell a good story. I'm talking about God speaking to you through what the pastor or the teacher is saying. This is what 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 13 talks about. So then, we do not speak in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, as we explain spiritual truths to those who have the Spirit. Every time I speak or enter the pulpit, my prayer is, Lord, help me to say the things that you want me to say, so that your people will hear the truth and be able to follow the truth, because that's what you want them to hear. Am I amazed that God speaks through human teachers like myself? Absolutely. It amazes me that he does. You see, God uses people who who teach the Bible to help us understand his truth. God speaks, first of all, through his word, the Bible. And second, he speaks through pastors and teachers. I could probably add gifted pastors and teachers. But number three, God speaks through impressions from the Holy Spirit. God speaks through ideas from the Holy Spirit. He gives us thoughts. The Holy Spirit gives us suggestions. He puts impressions or notions in our mind. Actually, when God talks to us in our mind, we call that inspiration. But when the devil talks to us, we call that temptation. It's the same thing. It's just a suggestion When God puts a suggestion in your mind, you are inspired. And when the devil puts a suggestion in your mind to do wrong, you know that that is a temptation. But both of them go directly into your mind. In John 14, 26, Jesus says, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and make you remember all that I have told you. Now, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit our teacher. It calls him our counselor. He's like a personal coach, a a personal mentor. Notice Jesus says the Holy Spirit will, will make you remember or will bring to your mind. You see, the Holy Spirit speaks directly to your mind. He doesn't speak in an audible voice. He doesn't have to go through your ears. He goes directly to your mind. As Romans 8:16 tells us, for his Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and tells us that we are God's children. So when we talk about hearing from God, we're not talking about hearing an audible voice. He goes directly to your mind. He knows all your thoughts. He knows everything you're thinking right now. He knows every thought you've ever had. And so he can just speak with an idea, with a suggestion. 
One translation of John 14.26 says, he brings it to mind. Now that means that there has to be something in there to bring out. You see, that's why you need to be familiar with the scriptures. When you read the Bible and fill your mind with its truths, you are banking the truth, and then the Holy Spirit can bring it to mind at just the right moment when you need it. Sometimes when you read the Bible, you say, I didn't get anything out of it today. But you don't have to. You don't have to get something out of the Bible every time you read it. What you are doing is banking or storing the truth in your mind. Your mind is filled with everything else that you have seen, every commercial, every joke, every movie, every billboard. It's all there. You need to balance it with the truths of God's Word. And then the Holy Spirit can bring those truths to mind in that moment when you need it. Job 33 14 through 17 says, For God does speak, now one way, now another, though man may not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn man from wrongdoing and keep him from pride. You see, God speaks to us as we are laying in our beds. Why? Because when you are relaxed, you can hear better. You are less defensive. You are less distracted. You are more open to what God wants to say to you. If you have the phone uh, ringing, the radio on, and the TV blaring, and all of those things going on around you, you just can't hear God. You have too much noise. That's why when you are just relaxing, sitting in a comfortable chair, or laying on your bed, the Holy Spirit can speak to you. But there is a fourth way that God speaks. God speaks through pain. Many of you are familiar with this one. God loves us so much, he will use even pain to speak to us. Pain is sometimes the only way God can get our attention. I'm not saying that all pain in our lives is God trying to speak to us. But he does use pain when he can't get us to slow down and listen. George Matheson, in his hymn, O Love That Will Not Let Me Go, says in the third uh, verse, O love that seekest me through pain, I cannot close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain and feel the promise is not vain that our morning shall tearless be. Proverbs 20 and 30 says, Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. We all have seen the truth of this verse in our lives. We change when we get desperate. It's when we hit bottom that we are most likely to look up to God. Someone listening to me today may have hit bottom this past week. 
And God is saying to you, look up, look to me. I can help you. Though the painful circumstance you faced or are facing um, may be extremely um, frustrating and difficult, God wants to let you know that he loves you more than you can ever imagine. David says in Psalm 119 and verse 71, My suffering was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. Pain is often like a spiritual hearing aid in our lives. C.S. Lewis once said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, but he shouts to us in our pain. God may be shouting to somebody right now. The pain is saying, watch out, keep going in that direction and your life is going to be destroyed. Or the pain may be saying, I love you, I have a different plan for your life. Trust me. God speaks to us through pain, through the diseases that we have. I don't know what kind of pain you're going through, but if you will listen quietly, God will teach you some things and will speak to you. So God speaks to us through the Bible. He speaks to us through pastors and teachers. He speaks to us through impressions from the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us through pain. And finally, number five, God speaks to us through silence. Sometimes God speaks by saying nothing. This is extremely frustrating to us, but God has his reasons when he is silent. You just have to wait and trust him. If you run ahead of God saying, I haven't heard anything from God, so I'm just going to go ahead and do what I want to do, then you're going to regret it. You're going to have all kinds of problems. There are many examples of this in the Bible. And one of them was King Saul, the first king of Israel. He was getting ready to go into battle, but he hadn't really been right with God. He comes to God and he says, God, what do you want me to do in this battle? When he hadn't been talking to God in a long time. And the Bible says, God was silent. First Samuel chapter 28, 5 and 6 says, Saul took one look at the Philistine army and started shaking with fear. So he asked the Lord what to do. But the Lord would not answer, either in a dream or by a priest or a prophet. See, there are three different ways that Saul tried to, to get an answer. And he didn't get it. And so he got impatient. He got desperate and turned to the occult. Something that he had, and had outlawed in the country. He said, go find me a medium, a psychic, a witch. Somebody who can talk to the dead. He knew it was wrong and he did it anyway because he was desperate. And you know what happened? He lost everything. He lost the battle and he lost his life. If you're looking to anything or to anyone besides God for guidance, you are on thin ice. If you're looking to anything else in your life to guide you about the future except God, then you have an idol and it is wrong. 
So what do you do when God is silent? You trust him. Psalm 50, 14 and 15 says, I am God most high. Pray to me in times of trouble. I will rescue you and you will honor me. I think God is asking us this morning, will you trust me? Will you trust me with your financial problem? Will you trust me with, your, with that stress in your life? Will you trust me with that loneliness? Will you trust me with that health um, issues that you're facing? Will you trust me with your dreams and your ambitions? Will you? Will you trust me? This is the big issue for us today. Will we trust God? The God who is so great that he fills the universe with his presence. Will we trust him? The God who is so great that one can see his glory everywhere and feel his touch anywhere. Will we trust him? Our God is omnipotent. All power belongs to him. He speaks and it happens. He commands and it is done. Will you trust him? I don't know about you, but I am determined to trust the Lord for the rest of my life. As the hymn says, I will trust in the Lord until I die. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I die. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.